Media day for the New York Knicks started yesterday, and we heard from Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, and of course, head coach Tom Thibodeau. We heard some controversial comments, and we also heard some very explosive comments as well too, especially if you take into account what RJ Barrett said about potentially coming off of the bench. We're going to break down his comments and see exactly in what context he was speaking about. We're also going to look at Tom Thibodeau because he definitely fired off a shot to Evan Fournier in his comments during media day. We're going to break down all of this and so much more today. Let's get started. RJ Barrett spoke about potentially coming off of the bench during media day. Now I don't have to tell you, I'm a big RJ Barrett fan. Hearing anything about RJ coming off the bench is ludicrous to me. Especially with the New York Knicks who are full of guards and need a lot of size. It does not make sense to take one of your bigger players and put him on the bench. So when I heard this, it made me feel a definite type of way and I didn't like it. Let's roll the clip so you can hear exactly what he said. But if that were to be the case, you know, comfortable, you know, very comfortable in that, in that role. Uh, so is Josh, of course. So I'm just, I think whatever we kind of need to do to win is, is what we'll do, whatever the game, you know, tells us to do. So if that's uh, what I have to do, then, you know, I'll, I'll do it uh, very willingly and, and gladly. I'll do it very willingly and gladly. That last part hit me the hardest. That is not what I wanted to hear from RJ Barrett on media day. But before we overreact to that, let's first take into the context of what he was talking about. What question was he answering? Let's go into that. Shout out to Steve Popper for the following. So Newsday's Steve Popper gave us the following information on what RJ Barrett was speaking about when he answered that question. When RJ was talking about this, this was not about coming off of the bench and losing the starting role. It's about serving as the backup to Randall when Julius takes a break. With Obi gone, it's Hart, Barrett, and Sims who are expected to fill that spot. Shout out to Steve Popper for this update and giving us this clarification in context. Without it, we all would have overreacted. I'm sure I would have. And I definitely did for a little bit yesterday before I heard this context. Because anything about R.J. Barrett coming off of the bench, for me, is ludicrous and makes no sense. However, if you take what he just said, and you take this context we just heard from Steve Popper, I'm okay with it. If he's speaking about serving as potentially the backup for Julius Randle, and playing back fiddle to him when he needs a rest, along with Josh Hart and Jericho Sims of all people, If you want to put those people in that particular position when Randall needs a break or a rest, I'm okay with it because honestly, I have to be okay with it. I've heard this all offseason. We've heard for weeks now with Julius Randall not really having a backup and Josh Hart having internal support for playing that backup four spot. And we've always heard reports from NBA sources stating that the Knicks were okay riding RJ Barrett a few minutes at that backup power forward spot. So of course, after hearing this for weeks, I'm not surprised by this. And of course, if we see it, it's not going to be something that shocks me. I don't want to see RJ Barrett move all the way to the four, just like I don't want to see Josh Hart move all the way to the four, because I made the argument that when you move people out of their position, they're going to do worse. Even though they arguably could play the position and they arguably could guard those spots, it doesn't mean they should. You should put them in positions to win. And I don't think putting somebody 
out of their position is how you maximize their potential and help them win. I think if you do that, you can make the argument that you could hurt their game and their value. Now, maybe that's just me talking about it, but I saw that last year with RJ Barrett playing the three rather than the two, and I saw what happened to his game. He's not a natural three. He's not really a great defender right now, and he can't shoot the three ball that well. So why would you put him in a position to do that? You should put him in a position that maximizes his strengths, like driving to the basket, like being aggressive to the basket, taking contact, going to the line. That's what I would do for RJ Barrett. That's the type of plays I would run for RJ Barrett, because if he gets off to a hot start, just like Julius, he can lead the team to victory himself, because that's what he needs. He needs to get off to a hot start. He needs to get going. He needs to feel involved. That's where Jalen Brunson comes into play as well, too. But just to go back to the comments as well, is he coming off the bench? Is RJ Barrett entertaining potentially coming off the bench? No, he is a team player. I'll give him that. He will do anything Tom Thibodeau asks him to do. And absolutely, if the team needs him to do something to win, he's going to commit to it and he's going to do it. I think we all can agree to that. But I don't think coming off the bench is the way to do it. And I'm happy to hear that that's not what he was talking about. Again, he was talking about being the backup to Julius Randle when he needs a break. And I'm okay with that because, again, I have to be. We've heard it all offseason long. It doesn't shock me. R.J. Barrett is going to be a prominent piece and figure for this Knicks team headed into next season. I hope he can take that number two role for this Knicks team headed into next season, especially after what we saw in the playoffs. But... If that doesn't happen and it goes Jalen, Randall, and Barrett like I expected to, I'm okay with that as well as long as Barrett is aggressive, does what he can to maximize his game, and plays to his strength, not his weaknesses. If he does that, I'll be fine. But I'm very happy and excited to see what RJ Barrett has to show me in year five because I think it's going to be a lot of good things and I can't wait to see what he has in store for us. Tom Thibodeau took a shot at Evan Fournier during media day. This was inevitable for me. I knew that the question of Evan Fournier was going to come up for Tom Thibodeau. It did. And in my opinion, he took a very analytical and Thibs approach to the response, but clearly took a shot at Evan Fournier in the process. Roll the clip. Yeah, I, well, the thing is, you, all, you know, and I have great respect for him. And, uh, you know, you come into the season, I didn't go into the season thinking we were going to do the things that we ended up doing. We did it because we weren't having success one way, so we adjusted. And then the next group that went in, like, it's hard to argue with 37 and 22 and a plus five net rating. You know, so it is what it is. And then your job is to stay ready when, you know, so whatever it is that we're asking you to do, go out there and do it. Be part of the team. Put the team first. It is what it is. Tom Thibodeau classic right there. He definitely took a shot at Evan Fournier, in my opinion. He said it's hard to argue with 37 and 22. He's not wrong about that. He said it's also hard to argue with a net rating of plus five. Also hard to argue. Shout out to Thibs. Because I didn't expect him to take that direct of a shot at Fournier when he was asked, but he did. And I can't disagree with him. As much as I'd like to, I can't. 
Evan Fournier, when he was part of the offense for the New York Knicks last season, he didn't really do well. He didn't shoot the ball entirely well, and that's essentially what he's on the floor to do. And defensively, he's a turnstile. He just lets anybody get past him. He usually hits at the hands, so he causes a silly foul at times as well too, leading people to either go to the line or just adding up to fouls for the New York Knicks, something that they don't need, and it's not something that Tom Thibodeau likes to run. A defensive-minded coach like Tom Thibodeau, having somebody like Evan Fournier on his team, it just doesn't work. Because of all the shooting that Evan Fournier is going to give you, the defensive liability that he is, is just never going to work. Especially when you have guys like Quentin Grimes and Emmanuel Quickly on the bench who can not only shoot similarly to Evan Fournier, but sometimes better and give you even better defense. So you have to put that all into context there. I agree with Tom Thibodeau. There was no reason to play Evan Fournier more into the season unless you argue to increase his value for a potential trade. And honestly, even before Evan Fournier made any open comments about Tom Thibodeau, I don't think Thibs is going to play him at all next season anyways. Him making comments now and criticizing him gives him even less of a chance to see playtime. So again, in my opinion, not going to happen for Fournier. It may be a sad situation for some, but I do appreciate Tom Thibodeau keeping it extremely blunt and real at the podium at media day because honestly, there was nothing else for him to say. So he kept it very honest, maybe a little brutally honest, but still honest. Let me know in the comments what you thought about the Knicks media day, what you thought about RJ Barrett's comments, and of course, what you thought about Tom Thibodeau's comments and if you thought it was a direct shot at Evan Fournier. Until next time, guys, please go ahead, smash that like button, leave a comment below, and of course, please subscribe to the channel. Until next time, Nick fans. Peace. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.